a price tag to everything, even your own success. Welcome to another episode of the Tag Network. You know, it's the usual suspects. Your boy Lee. It's your boy Dom. Your boy Jay. You know, today we got, you know, two very distinguished guests with us. You know, I'll let y'all do the intro because, you know, you give a little more insight yeah. about that. First, we got my boy Juan and we used to, you know, trenches together, lifeguarded. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dancing with the, the chopping with the tools, making sure people's lives are saved. <laughs> and we got my, my man Samir, he's a good, good, good friend, cousin of one of my good friends, Eunice. This, this guy's a legend as well, two legends. But you know, we we'll let we we'll let you guys tell your stories. You know, introduce yourself. Tell us a little about about yourselves, your journey. I, I think you guys' journey is beautiful. Wow, that was you know, a legend is definitely a big <laughs> that's a big title. Yeah, first of all, thank you guys for for having us. You know, it's uh, we we both come from you know third world countries. At least I wasn't born in America. I was born in Algeria, which is in uh, in North Africa. And I came here when I was about like nine nine or ten years old. And, you know, as soon as I landed, I, I'll never forget, as soon as I landed in America and I saw the big buildings and, you know, all the skyscrapers in Boston, I was like, man, I was like, man, all these buildings represent, you know, a lot of wealth. You know, I'll never forget from a young age, I was like, hey, you know, this is, this is really where dreams come true. Ever since high school, like I always had, you know, an, an entrepreneurial spirit in college. That's, that's really where I started to be like, okay, well, how can I build, how can I get into something that's long-term, something that's more sustainable? And, uh, you know, I started doing sales. Uh, and that's actually where Juan and I met. That's where our kind of two paths crossed. Started doing door-to-door -door sales. And at the same time, I had always been interested in making money online, which is just like another form of sales, just a different, you know, distribution channel. And so we worked really well together in door-to-door -door sales. And then one day Juan was experimenting with uh, e-commerce and, you know, which is again, just selling things online. And I was like, dude, like I, I've been trying to figure this thing out for a while. Let's, let's try to work on this together as well. So for the past couple of years now, that's what we've been doing. And really it's something that we love, something that, you know, is always piquing our curiosity and yeah. That's that's really at least my story there. Thank you guys for having me on as well. Uh, it's obviously always a pleasure being able to give back and you know share content uh, and insights any way we can. So yeah, a little bit about me. I mean, I was I was born here in the U.S. I was probably raised like with the bare minimum that you can possibly have as growing up. So I always had to uh, learn how to adapt to my uh, environment constantly. Right as I was growing up, a lot of people in my family barely went to college. My mom didn't finish high school. And so um, I didn't have many influences around me. In fact, a lot of the influences around where I, where I was, like my neighborhood was like nothing good, right? Like selling drugs, gang, like being in gangs, a lot of negativity. And so um, I, uh, I always had a drive like to hustle and work, but I, at the time, like growing up, I never really ha had like a vehicle that uh, I could really depend on, right? So I, I tried a lot of different jobs growing up, like I worked everything from like working at Burger King to working at a grocery store to then finding my best job, which is lifeguarding. That's actually how I met Josh and Lee. That was hands down, I gotta say, that was the best job I had growing up. Like it, was like it was a blessing. After I got that job, it was like incredible. But apart from that, like uh, growing up, Besides working, like obviously going to school was interesting for me because I was actually always a terrible student. Freshman, sophomore year, like I basically did enough to get by. 
Um, didn't really like excel in any classes. It wasn't until like sophomore year, I met this, this teacher of mine, Mr. Summers, I'll never forget, because he is actually the one that really like sparked something in me. I'm not sure what it was, but he would tell us his story about how he was growing up in the projects, not too far from like where the school was and like how he basically grew up poor family, like low income, right? And then he spoke about where he was now, right? Fast forward, he's a teacher. He has like a side business. He's like driving cool cars. And so for me, like I was able to really relate to him because one came from a poor background, right? So I was like, check. Two, like he, he was like really like a role model to me at the time. And so uh, sophomore year was like a really like when things, when something kind of sparked for me, really get serious about my life. And like, first thing for me was like really taking school seriously, because again, I, I always thought back of my role model, right? If, if he took school seriously and that helped him get to where he was, for me, that looked like an opportunity where I could also follow his path. And so um, from there on, I got basically sold on, you know, following the typical path that most people go through, right? Which is doing really well in school, finding a, a, some type of interest in a field that they like. Then from there, I, I decided I wanted, I wanted to try out uh, engineering just because it sounded like something where people made a lot of money. And so I ended up going to school for a semester. I tried it out. And then I realized like a lot of uh, what was involved, a lot of the classes I was not really interested in. And so from there, I basically decided to drop out after my first semester. Um, not because I didn't find value in school, but because I didn't find value into what I was doing. And I actually, I, I found myself actually being more interested in business. And it just so happened that the school that I went to, UMass, didn't have like a business major. So I was going to have to transfer and go somewhere else. So I'm like, okay, well, before I transfer, let me uh, just take this semester off. This is actually how it all started. So I basically decided to just as an experiment, like take a semester off of school and then just um, experiment with learning from other resources, right? Like books, one in-person uh, business event, which is actually where I met Samir, and then just a course that I found on business online. And for me personally, like throughout that semester that I was out of school, I had learned more from those resources than I had learned when I was actually in school. So for me, it just kind of clicked. I was interested in business and I found myself being able to learn more being outside of school. So for me, like it was kind of like an easy decision to kind of make. I decided to basically continue to double down on that because I saw I was making progress on there and I was actually, uh, you know, I was really enjoying learning about business. And so that's when I started getting into sales, which is like really like a segue. I feel like for most people, and actually if you, read about like a lot of like the world's most famous people like Mark Cuban and a lot of like, like really top billionaires. like billionaires, like, like a lot 60% of 60% or something like that. Yeah. Like a good percentage of them actually like their gateway into business was like sales. And I read that from a book. And so like, okay, well I'm out of school. I'm learning from books and courses and I'm learning from people that are obviously like way ahead. And like, I, I want to follow their path now. And so um, that's when I decided to get into sales. Right. So, right. Uh, in, in Boston, I um, initially actually I met Samir out in LA at an event there. We actually, had, we just happened to connect. We didn't even know each other at all, even though uh, we were from Boston. And so then he told me where he was working in Boston. And something that was huge for me is, like I mentioned before, I come from a really poor background and like a really negative environment. And so for me, I really wanted to to put myself around people that also had like a, a similar mission or shared similar values. And so for me, like I found out that Samir was from Boston and I found out that he was doing sales. 
So for me, it was like a no brainer. Like I want to, I want to be around the right people. I want to also do sales. So it just happened to line up where he was already working for solar city. And so I decided to also join and work for solar city. And then from there yeah, on, I remember I walked into my office one day and I, cause it was like, it was only like probably like a week or two later, I walked into my sales office and, and boom, there he was. I was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, oh, word. Like, okay, let, let's go ahead and knock some doors together, you know? But Yeah, because yeah. I, I think that, uh, and we can talk, obviously, we can dive deeper onto that later on. But for me, like, I thought I made, made the decision that I knew that to really change my, my life and, like, um, to make headway, I had to get around people that were ahead of me and that shared same values. And so that's why I made that decision. And so, yeah, fast forward, like, you know, we've been through many ventures. We did solar, we moved to California, worked on another solar company there, started that, grew that. Um, and then we really like found ourselves kind of like, at least for me, I found myself like kind of capped with like what I was able to learn and like uh, experience uh, by growing that solar company. And that's why while we were doing that, we started dabbling into, you know, other, other, other avenues, right? So I started learning about e-commerce and then it in instantly just kind of piqued our interest. And, you know, one thing led to another, like first trying it, like first time trying it out, it was a failure, right? Didn't really see much success or anything, but we stuck with it. And, um, you know, fast forward to now, like we, we've had some, uh, we've had a decent run in the e-commerce space, right? Um, worked on, on a, on a few different brands and, um, it's been a hell of a journey and um, I don't regret so far. I don't regret any of the decisions that I've made since like high school and like where everything all started. And um, you know, that's where we are now. And I'm really looking, I'm really looking forward to the future and like what's to come. Yeah. Wow. That's a, no, that's a, you know, very interesting story. And as fate would have you, you're both from Boston. Didn't even realize it until you met in Los Angeles. That's if that's not divine intervention right there, I don't know what is. And you know, you you left off on a point speaking about e-commerce, right? Did you give our users that may not be, you know, educated about e-commerce, what does it entail? Yeah, I mean to keep it straightforward, it's basically just selling things online. So like Amazon is one of the biggest e-commerce retailers, right? They're obviously they're they're the number one e-commerce retailer. And obviously they focus on selling like everything, right? We really find like opportunity is within building what we call micro brands, which is like uh, products that are super specific uh, in a specific category within a bigger market. But yeah, to keep it simple, like e-commerce is just buying and selling things online. Okay. And so question for you guys, right? So I know you mentioned earlier, right? You and Samir found e-commerce, right? And you had each other, you said, Hey, let's figure it out. But how crucial was having any type of like mentorship or somebody else who had success in the field? Um, how crucial was that to your success? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's uh, mentorship is everything. You know, it's the it's the difference between success and failure, in my in my opinion, right? It's the difference between something taking you a whole lifetime to figure out and somebody who spent their whole life figuring it out and and kind of putting it on a silver plate for you to as like a huge shortcut, right? So one of our biggest mentors, I'm I'm not sure if you guys know who he is, but you've probably seen his uh, commercials on on YouTube, right? The here in my garage uh, videos is yeah. my local, right? So, yeah. So, you know, that was somebody that we also, uh, as like, you know, and a mentor doesn't necessarily have to be somebody that, uh, you know, spends like every single hour with you, right? Or, or you know, holds your hand all the way or, 
or you know uh, puts you to bed when when things are tough, right? Like a mentor is just somebody that you kind of admire who they are as a person, you know their values, their their story, especially right. Like Juan was mentioning teacher who I would obviously consider the mentor to him. And that's somebody that connected with because of his story, right. And his background. And so for Ty Lopez, like it was, it was all those things. And, and, you know, there's, especially for somebody like him to that who went like really viral, right. There's always going to be folks that kind of undermine your mentors, right. They say, Oh, that person that you're learning from that you're looking up to, Oh, you know, that's not the person you want to look up to. But again, it, it's a mentor that's specific to you and you only. And honestly, and honestly, that's why I'm, I'm really uh, excited to see where you guys take this, this company and this program that you guys are building here, because like, that was what we were missing in college, right? Like in college, okay. A teacher, somebody that it's a lot different than a mentor because a teacher is, is somebody that you're like, like when you walk into school, right. And you get your schedule. Oh, that's my teacher. Okay. Like I just got to go to this class. And I got to show up and then I got to deal with whoever they are. But a mentor is a mentor is somebody, again, that you can connect to their story, to their journey, right, to what they've accomplished in life. So I think that's why, again, that's why I'm really excited to see what you guys do here. You know, there's this, uh, there's a funny story about um, a friend of mine, right? He, he met this girl and, he, and she's like, oh, like, you know, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Like, I want to be like... Uh, she, she's, he's like, name three things, right? She's like, I want to be a weather forecaster, right? <laughs> she's like, I want to be a lawyer. And I might want to be uh, the a third thing, I forget. And he's like, okay, so why don't you do this? Why don't you just go ahead and show up to like a news station and see if they'll let you hang around the, the weather forecaster for like a week or two. So she went and did that. And she was like, um, honestly, that's kind of boring. I don't want to do that anymore, right? And then he's like, okay, well, what's the next on the list? You want to be a lawyer? All right, well, go ahead. Find a lawyer in your local area, shadow them around for a couple of weeks or whatever, and see what, if you like it or not. And she did that and she loved it. She was like, yeah, this is exactly what I want to do. And so had she went with the first choice and really like, you know, let's say, I don't know if there's a school to be a weather forecaster, like some programs you got to take and whatnot. But if she had spent all that time trying to be a weather forecaster, she would have wasted her whole years you know, trying to do that, but she literally was able to shadow somebody, kind of learn from them for just a couple of weeks. And she realized that was not what she wanted to do. Same thing with the lawyers, right? She did that and she was like, I love it. Then she was able to go to school for it, get her degree, take her bar exam, and, and she's happy with, uh, with what she's doing now. So now what you said is really, really powerful in the sense it's the difference between success and failure. And we, we can all agree the most valuable commodity is time because it's the only thing that's non-renewable. And like you said, a mentor can slash your learning curve in half. Whereas, you know, a teacher, they're really assigned to you. And, you know, t we know we've been through the, the school system. Some teachers, you know, overworked and underpaid. So they're really not pouring into you as they should. Whereas a mentor, they're just as invested in your success as is theirs. Right. And you had mentioned, you know, it doesn't have to be direct relationship. It could be somebody that, you know, you just see on whether it's TV, social media, this, that, and the third. But how did your, um, could you highlight, each of you highlight some specific mentors and how that relationship, the genesis of that, how it sort of began? Uh, I mean, I also already shared one, right? Ty was, um, was one specific person. I would say another person was, was really somebody 
um, that I learned from uh, when I was in high school. Like he, he owned like some Middle Eastern shops and, and, and I didn't really even consider him a mentor at the time, but looking back at it, he was somebody that allowed me to like help him start the new stores, right? He'll go like to new area, let's say in Cambridge, in Massachusetts, and he'll open up a new store. And then I would just be taking notes. Okay, well, okay, he's buying, you know, the equipment for the store, but he's not buying them brand new. He's going to these auctions, right? Where previous restaurants that closed down, he's getting them at like, you know, at a fraction of the price if you were to buy them brand new. And then he's like finding all these vendors and, and he's setting up shop. He's, I will watch him hire people, interview people, fire people, right? I would watch him count the money every single day. Um, I would watch him organize and keep the store clean every day. You know, I would watch him uh, be on the front lines, right? If somebody didn't show up, he'll work the register. He'll work the, um, you know, the sandwich uh, corner of the, of the store, right? So uh, that, that was, again, that was just somebody that I really liked being around. I liked what, he's a, what he had accomplished for himself and the work ethic that he had and and the mindset he had and obviously how much money he was making. First off, one of the biggest learning lessons that I've learned from, from mentors is that it's really just like a cheat code, honestly. I feel like people should get in the habit of one, wanting to, again, get access to mentorship uh, any way they can, right? So I think as long as like, obviously you find the right people to learn from, like ideally you want to I, I really think where there's a gold mine is, is obviously finding like the top people in the space. Sometimes it's really difficult to learn from the top people in the space, but um, you want to find obviously someone that's involved actively in that industry. And if you can connect with them, whether it be through direct mentorship, online mentorship, or if they have a book, online videos, whatever they, they have available. Like I think those are great resources to use to learn from, right? Because there's, I feel like it's not always going to be, that you, you're not always going to be in a position where you can get direct access to the, these people, but there usually are other resources, like for example, what you guys are building here, where you can connect with people, which is badass. Yeah, no, like, like you said, you can't put a price tag on mentorship, right? And you can no. see for, for you guys, very successful, and it played a big, big role into your life. And look how you guys are living in Miami, living it up, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, just curious, like, what do you feel like makes a mentor, mentorship, mentee relationship successful. You know, how do you how do you get the most out of it? Um, that's a great question, and kind of just to keep building off of what I, we were just going over. Like, I think, I think it really depends on the situation, right? Like, fast forward neck now, when we try to learn about different things or like you know really level up or skill up, like some of the mentors that we want to learn from, like we can't get direct access to. Right. Because the people that the mentors that we kind of have now and then we try to connect with now, like it's almost impossible to even get direct time with them. So we look for things like, again, like books. Right. Because sometimes that's the only way you can connect. And that's the only relationship that you can have with the mentor. Like for me personally, when I actually had just gotten started in, in, in sales, I had a, I read this. I found out about this guy, Robert Kiyosaki. I'm yep. sure some of you guys maybe familiar with him and probably the audience too. Realistically, it, it would probably be difficult to get in front of Robert Kiyosaki and ask him questions. But what you can do is you can go to a local bookstore or Amazon and you can pick up his book. And uh, that's what I did, right? And for me, um, one of the most valuable books, I, books that I've read 
and uh, from someone that I consider a mentor was Robert Kiyosaki's book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That was the first book that kind of like opened up and like really kind of gave me some clarity on how life really works, right? Like the, the way he explained things was incredibly easy for me to understand. And so I consider that to be like a mentor and the relationship that we had, it wasn't like a physical direct relationship, but with, with that book, like I felt like we had a relationship because I was learning about him. I was like, I was learning about actionable things in life, which I think is key because in school, I feel like we don't learn enough about that, like actionable things. So as far as like the relationship goes with mentors, like I feel like it really depends. Like obviously it would be fantastic if you can get that, like if you could, like let's say you want to learn about real estate. If you can find like a top real estate development company and the owner of the company, or let's say you want to learn about real estate sales. If you could find, if you can find a firm and like connect with the top real estate agent, like that would be fantastic if you could do that. Right. Like I, when I first got started in sales, actually another somewhat mentorship that I had is I didn't know anything about sales. And so what I would do is, is I would look to see, okay, well, who's the, actually what I did is I found the number one salesperson in my office. And all I would do is I would, it was not me. <laughs> it was not me. <laughs> I was not that guy. There was a, there was a top guy there. Right. And so all I did was I would always see how I could ask him questions and just learn from him. Right. How could, it, could I, I had a, I actually had a chance to get his number. So honestly, like I was a little bit aggressive, but I would, anytime I had any questions, he said, don't mind. Like I'll answer any questions you have. So literally any questions I had any trouble, I would directly call him and he would help me out. Right. With my pitch, how to close, how to prospect, right. How to build rapport. And so again, I was able to get access to that. So that was great. But if I was in a situation where I were, and I feel like this is important because I feel like the people listening, they may be in, this, may be in a situation where they can't get direct access. I would say the next best thing is going to be something like this, right? Like an online platform that you can watch a video, right? Um, I, I think also social media is great. Like, I think you'd be surprised, like the people that you could reach yeah. through social media with the right approach, obviously, because we get a lot of people that reach out, but like the, the approach is sometimes uh, interesting, but if you can, I mean, with social media, you can act, get access to a lot of people. So I think that that's obviously a, that's obviously a great resource, but to sum it up, if you can get direct access to like uh, someone that you consider a mentor, which I would say after that, if you can't get direct access to them, find resources like this, right? Online education, uh, books if possible, events, um, either of those. Yeah, I think in terms of like, so we actually mentor um, a lot of folks in the, a lot of e-commerce beginners, right? A lot of folks that are trying to start and scale their own e-commerce brand. We take them on as mentors. Now we charge for whoever wants to learn from us and how we start and scale our own e-commerce brands. And again, the second thing is that that relationship, it's not a right, it's a privilege. So if somebody gives you that opportunity, then you better keep earning it, right? Keep exceeding their expectations. They want to see you progress and they want to see that, you, that whatever it is that they're recommending or whatever tips they're giving you, whatever God is that you're actually implementing it and acting on it, right? And, and that's really the, the key part to the relationship of a mentee and a mentor is like, you really, really got to realize that it's a privilege and, and, and you got to make sure that you're taking action on whatever it is that they're sharing. Like it's how they did it. So don't be second guessing, like 
what it is. Now, I'll add one last thing is you don't need too many mentors. I remember I was at, uh, I was, before we moved down here in Miami, I went to uh, this gym, um, this boxing gym, right? It was like a real Irish, you know, kind of like a homey little gym. It wasn't like, you know, the UFC gym was like super commercial. And, and I kind of liked it, right? I liked that raw feeling of like, you know, learning from like an Irish coach who's trained a couple champions. And uh, I'll never forget, there was this one day this, this dude came in, you know, and he's like, you know, he walks in, he's like, hey coach, it's been a while since I seen you. I've been going from gym to gym, learning from, from a bunch of people, right? And he said it with such confidence. And the coach goes, again, he's trained so many champions, right? And the coach goes, well, that's, that's fucking dumb. And he just walks into his office. And, and I was, I was, it like threw me off. I was like, huh? What does he mean by that? So I came in like a day or two after and I went into his office and I was like, Hey coach, like, you know, that guy that came in, you know, and he says he hasn't been here in a couple months and he's been going from gym to gym, you know, learning from all over the place. Like, and then you told him that was, that, that was a dumb idea. Like why? I'm just curious. Like, why is that a dumb idea? He goes, well, simple. When he gets into a fight, who's he going to listen to? Right. When he, when he's in the ring, what coach is he going to be listening to? Right. Is he going to be listening from this coach, that coach, the other coach, right? His style is going to be all over the place. So there, there's a lot of people. And again, Juan and I have noticed this in our, in our generation where people think they need like a hundred mentors. You know, if you look at Warren Buffett, he had one, he had one mentor, right? And I forget the, um, his name, uh, who is it? Benjamin Graham. Yeah, yeah Benjamin, Benjamin Graham. Graham. There you go. Right. Uh, if you talk to Michael Jordan, he'll give you uh, the one coach that he really admired. So you don't need a thousand different mentors. You don't need a hundred. You don't even need 10. You really just need one person that you can connect with, that you believe in, that you're not going to second guess whatever type of advice they give you. And, uh, you know, the sky's the limit. Yeah, no, that's, that's, thank you. That's a really, really profound statement. And that's something people need to hear. Like, that's perfect. Like you said, you don't need five million people. The, 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 the quote is, you don't want too many chefs in the kitchen, right? I want people to put different hands in the pot. The food doesn't come out how you expect it. So thank you for that. And, you know, we want to be cognizant of time. So we're going to come down with a couple rapid fire questions. Just sort of, you know, first thing top of mind that comes to it and just just go tip for tap. So I'll start it off with, um, you know, how's business? Booming. Booming. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. What's, what's one of you can answer for both of you, what's a, a quote that really resonates with you, stands out? Uh, I would say Charlie Munger's quote. I would say the, the world is not yet a crazy, who, who's Warren Buffett's business partner. Yep. Uh, says the world is not yet a crazy enough place to uh, reward a bunch of undeserving people. So to get what you want, you have to deserve what you want. Yeah. I mean, uh, took my that was actually that's actually my favorite quote too. I knew it would be. To it. <laughs> but um there's another good quote i honestly forgot who the exact who it's by but it, it goes uh something along the lines of doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down but how many times you get back up rocky, uh, rocky bomb this guy knows, this guy knows every quote i think that uh that'll resonate with a lot of people i feel like with the audience you guys are obviously tailoring to that quote will definitely hit home, I feel like. Yeah, that was heat. Okay, so I know you, you know, Juan, you dropped out like your first semester, you went engineer. I know Samir, 
think you dropped out as well, right? But I'm curious, how do you guys know what you wanted to major in college? Didn't. Well, oh, like what? <laughs> college? I mean, I just knew business, right? Like, I wanted to learn about entrepreneurship, really. Like, how do I start and scale my own business? How do you find a good idea? How do you kind of sculpt that idea into something physical and, and manifest it into like a real business? And then how do you, you know, generate a bunch of customers and, and you know, hire people and make an impact on that market or on the world? For me, I didn't have, a, I didn't have any idea, actually. I, I, I literally chose engineering because I looked it up and it, it said you could make a lot of money. So <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I, that's why I chose engineering. What made me kind of pivot was when I, when I was in school and I was doing engineering, like trying it out for the first semester, that's when I started learning a little bit more about, um, like, for example, like Ty Lopez and just business in general. And so I figured I, uh, I look into it a little bit more and it wasn't until after I actually, uh, like after that semester, when I started like reading and going to like this business event and like going through this online course where I actually realized that I was actually really interested in it. That came a lot more natural than engineering. Like engineering, I found myself like struggling to, to just be interested in it. So for me, it was, it was fairly easy because. Yeah. You feel like you would have enjoyed it more if you had like the right mentor giving you the blueprint? A mentor, I would say a mentor, a mentor can't really form that curiosity and that passion, right? Like a, a mentor can't make you passionate about something. They, I mean, sure, they can get you a little bit excited about something, you know, like, hey, you could do this and you, you, know, you could get excited. But for longevity, the only thing that can, there's a good book called uh, Flow, and it talks about like, how can, I'm not sure, I'm, I mean, I'm sure you guys have experienced you know, those days, right, where you're doing something really interesting on, let's say you're on the computer and you can go for hours, right? I'm not talking about video games. I'm talking about real work, right? You're on the computer and you can do something for hours and hours. You, you, you won't pick up a call. You won't even eat. You'll realize you haven't even went to the bathroom for, for the whole day, right? And, and you're flowing throughout that whole day. Well, there's, there's people that flow through life right? They flow through life. And, and that, to get that result of flow, it's a combination of pure curiosity, right? You have to be genuinely curious about something like Juan said. Um, and then you have to be really excited about it as well, about overcoming obstacles. So a, a mentor can't form curiosity. They can't, at least genuine curiosity, and they can't form you know, that, that passion, it can only really enhance it for you. Yeah, that's well said. I couldn't say it any better. So, you know, you, we know you guys are well-versed in the e-commerce space. What's some idea, um, ideas and advice you would give to a newcomer that just can't afford to pay for the mentorship? Yeah, what is just some general basic um, advice that you give them? Yeah, I would say just work for an e-commerce business that you admire, right? Like find you know, an e-commerce brand that you really admire and just start working there. Because once you immerse yourself in that space, you'll kind of realize, okay, what are the moving pieces to the puzzle, right? There's the manufacturers, there's the curating, a, 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 you know, a collection. There's the idea of customers and, and how do you get repeat customers, right? The marketing aspect of it. And uh, soon enough, you know, I think, I think you'll start to realize that, hey, well, you know, this is just a bunch of, it's like a car, right? Just a bunch of moving puzzles uh, or a bunch of moving pieces that, that kind of form 
into one and, uh, you know, create like a, a vehicle that just takes a life of its own. So either one of those two or a combination of those two, then you should really be uh, good to go. Well said, well said. And fellas, we want to thank you very much for your time. This was a lot of insightful stuff. I know I definitely learned something. And I know our audience will gain from it. Um, I'll give you, uh, fellas, a chance. If somebody wants to get in contact with you, what's the best resource that they can reach you at? I would say social media. So like Instagram, I would say we're, we're, we're on there decently. Thank you so much for your time. It was really appreciated. Pleasure to meet you both.